0: You are listening to the podcast series for Mission to Amish People. Mission to Amish People is a Christian ministry with a threefold purpose of evangelizing and discipling Amish and former Amish, helping Amish people who leave their communities by helping them transition into the English world, and by presenting the ministry to churches nationwide. You can find out more about Mission to Amish People by going to their website at www.mapministry.org. This podcast series is entitled, Plugging the Hole in My Soul, and is part three of three.
1: Saturday, just yesterday, a guy called me. I knew this guy. I've known him for, for several years he broke down on the phone and he goes Joe my wife left me she ain't living with me anymore and she says she has no feelings for me whatsoever and I need need somebody to talk to I wanted to say right then and there I bet you haven't been in church I bet you haven't been reading your Bible I bet you haven't been praying and spending time with God I bet you've been looking in all the wrong places for happiness, and now you've lost your family. He said, well, can you come by on Wednesday at 9 and and just sit down and and talk with me? And I said I would. But I know the answer. I know the answer as good as anything. And, and, And I know if you have that problem here tonight, I know your answer. It's in God. If you want joy, if you want joy that lasts and is fulfilling, It's in Almighty God. I walked into a church in uh, was it Kentucky a couple weeks ago. I walked in there and right up there on the top, big bold letters, it said, it's all about God. And that really hit me. You ever see those signs around here that say, you know, you see many, many of them that says, God bless America but every now and then you'll see one that says America bless God that's what it's all about we're always looking for handouts God give me Uh, you know God I know you've blessed me but I want more you know something like 9-11 happens all these signs go up America or God bless America but here and there there is a there's a there's one that really understands America, bless God. I preached a message here several months ago on that. And I tell you, it woke me up. Just It was the best message I, I've studied out. It's all about God. Now we go back to Scripture. And, and don't have to turn there because we need to get through here. In 1 Kings chapter 10, verse 6 and 7, we read that Solomon had international reputa- reputation uh, in... Uh, in 1 uh, Kings chapter 4, verse 32, it says, And he spoke 3,000 proverbs, and his songs were about a 1,005. 1 in five. First Kings chapter 4, verse 26, we understand that he had military power. It says, And Solomon had 40,000 stalls of horses for his chariots, and 12,000 horsemen. Solomon, the person in the Bible who had everything, wisdom, power, riches, honor, reputation, reminds us very clearly of the ultimate and emptiness that this world has to offer. Go with me to Philippians chapter 3. While you're turning there, we're going to see now where does joy, contentment, and happiness come from. We know it's not in wells. We know it's not in reputation. We know it's not in military power. We know it's not in things. Where does it come from? In Philippians chapter 3, if you're turning there, I'll read you a verse that is out of Mark chapter 8, verse 36. Jesus said these words, For what shall it profit a man if he shall gain the whole world and lose his own soul? You know, you get to thinking about that, the whole world. That means if you owned all of New York City or if you owned all of Africa and China and Russia and America, if you own all of that, if you, if you could sign your name saying all of what you see, the buildings and the people and the things of this world, all of them are mine, if you lose your soul, you have gained nothing you will leave it all behind it will bring no contentment no happiness but I tell you one who will the Jesus Christ who loved you so much while you were dead in your sins while you were in the middle while you were while you were drowning in your sin Jesus looked down and he loved you so much but God commended his love toward us and that while we were yet sinners Christ died for us he proved His love for us. Amen. Let me say where else joy and contentment don't come from. If you're in Philippians chapter 3 verse 5, it does not come from religion. There's a lot of religious religion going on today. and We, we studied out Elijah in Sunday school this morning, and we just sort of studied out the, the whole life of Elijah. Don't you like that? You can actually look back. Here's a man going through life, traveling through life, and he's having hard times and good times and hard times and good times. But but you can read what's going to happen next. You know, here all of a sudden he sits in a cave, and he's so discouraged that he doesn't want to live anymore. But we know that right after that, God comes by and just really blesses the man. And it's just good to see the whole lifespan of a man. But I looked at, at, at Elijah and remember when he, he went up there and, and to the Mount uh, Horeb, I believe it was, and he took 850 of the heathen uh, prophets out there with him from King Ahab, and, and he said, okay, let's see who is the real God. Now all these religious guys come in there. Now they believed in their religion. Blew me away. How could a guy go up there and get so... You know, remember Elijah said, well, maybe he's on a journey. You know, maybe you need to, to, to yell louder. He just don't quite hear you. They even got their knives out. They started to cut themselves. All in the name of religion. We see people blowing themselves up these days. All in the name of religion. But we even come... Let me share what, from my background, the Amis, Wonderful people great people, good morale, but in the name of religion. And Paul says it does not, joy and happiness does not come from religion. Look at verse number 5 in chapter 3. He says, "Circumcised the eighth day. He said, if that isn't enough, he said, I was a stock of Israel. If that isn't enough, he said, I was a tribe of Benjamin. I was a Hebrew of Hebrews. If that ain't enough, he says, I was touching the law. I was a Pharisee. He said, I was a Pharisee. You know, I was an educated man. I stood above all other people. I was a Pharisee. Verse 6, concerning, seal persecuting the church, touching the righteousness which is in the law, blameless. Literally what he's saying is, if you were to ask me, he said, I could have told you I was blameless. I kept the law right to the T. I was blameless. But then he gets to verse number 7, he says, But what things were gained to me, those I counted lost for Christ. Yea, doubtless, I count all things but lost for the excellency of the knowledge of Christ Jesus my Lord, for whom I have suffered the loss of all things, and do count them but dung, that I may win Christ. Satisfaction is in the Lord. Go to Psalms, if you will, chapter 63. I studied the Psalms over the last few months, studied them right along with Ecclesiastes in, in school, home school there, and uh, had never really spent that much time in the Psalms, but I really got to love the Psalms. I, I find myself looking at David and thinking, you know, I always thought he was a great leader, but I see where he's up and down, and, and he's just another human being like myself. But he goes to chapter 63, in chapter 63, starting at verse 1, satisfaction is in the Lord. He says, O God, Thou art my God, early will I seek Thee, my soul's serstice for Thee, my my flesh longest for thee in a dry and thirsty land where no water is. To see thy power and thy glory, so as I have seen thee in the sanctuary. Because thy loving kindness is better than life. My, my lips shall praise thee. Thus will I bless thee while I live. I will lift up my hands in thy name. And then we get the verse number five. And this is what I want you to see. My soul shall be satisfied with... As with marrow and fatness, and my mouth shall praise Thee with joyful lips. Where does satisfaction come from? What does satisfy our souls? God. That's right. It's God. Don't turn there, but coming to Jesus means you will never hunger or thirst. Remember John chapter six and verse thirty-five, and Jesus said unto them, "I am the bread of life. He that cometh to me shall never hunger." And he, he that believeth in, in me shall never thirst. Turn with me to Ecclesiastes chapter 12 and we'll be done. It's the last chapter in Ecclesiastes. Because all the way through Ecclesiastes, we read about the discouragement and depression of, of Solomon. But he, as he gets all the way to the end of the book in chapter 12 verse 13 he concludes with these words. He says now let us hear the conclusion of the whole matter. Fear God and keep his commandments for this is the whole duty of man. That's why man's here. It's all about God. If you want joy, if you want happiness, if you want to plug that hole in your soul, the whole duty of man is... The real reason why man was put on earth in the beginning was to glorify the Creator. And every time you take your, your focus off of God and you put it on things or anything else other than God, it's whether it's religion or or things that get in the way you will lose that joy it never lasts I we're kind of looking for a house right now we've been out there living free rent for years now dash the conservation farm and uh, it's been good it's helped us in the ministry we are not fully supported and and uh, it's been rough this summer, as I told you before. And uh, actually, for several weeks, went without a paycheck. Had never went through that before. I really had to trust God, and, and God came through. And uh, we have we we're, we we hardly even knew we went without a paycheck. Paycheck. God provided another way. Some other people found out. Just this last week, a lady called me from Apple Creek, and she told me. She said, my, my name is Martha McCarthy. She said, I left the Amish about 15 years ago. She said, I, just, I heard about your ministry about two months ago. I got one of your packets. And, and she said, uh, my husband and I have been praying uh, how that we could be a part of this ministry. She said, the Lord has blessed us financially. She told me that three or four times. And uh, uh, she said, we want to give financially. And uh, we understand that you have structure, you have a board, and you have, uh, you, you, there's some accountability in your, your, your ministry, and that's what we were looking for. And so what we like to do is meet with you. when you get back with Missouri at the end of the month, we'd like to have a dinner with you and your wives and children, and we want to start uh, or want to see how we can be a part of the ministry. I, I believe that if God brings you into something, He will also provide. And uh, and He has done it very, very well. Not sure why I said that. Oh, I know why I did. We are looking for a home. We are looking for a home. We are a little bit worried that if we go out and we get a home, and the reason we are is we just can't keep up with, with the place. We're caretakers there, and with the ministry getting uh, taking more and more of our time we just cannot take care of that place and uh, so going out looking for a home was really fun the first couple days we looked at some books and and finally we had the nerve we came to this one place and it said for sale by owner looked like a nice house and we had no idea what homes were selling for we we thought it looked like it might be big enough for a four bedroom home and that's kinda of what we were looking for in case we had some visitors, which we often do. We have some former Amis staying with us at times and right now we do. So we went in there and they showed us through the, the kitchen and the dining room and down in the basement and out in the barn and and boy it was looked so good and and then we were ready to hear what the price is. Well how much you want for all of this? She said, well we dropped the price. We were asking 180000 <laughs> But we dropped it down to 169. dollars And I said, well, guess that's the end of that. I ain't getting myself into that kind of a predicament. First of all, I don't have the money. But I, I got to thinking, you know, first of all, let's not forget that God wants our tithes. When we go out and buy a car or we go buy a home, the bank doesn't take in consideration that we have to tithe to Almighty God. So after they've told you what you can borrow, you take another percentage off of that. And If you have faith promise or or missionary support or whatever, you, you think of those things and you figure that off and you say, okay, I have this much left. And then you go buy yourself a car or a home. Because joy is not in the home. Joy is not in the new car. It will pass away, and it will get old. And tonight, I would like to have an invitation. I don't know where, uh, who's here tonight. I don't know what you've been going through. But I'd like for the person that plays the piano, maybe come on up. We're going to get a book. We're going to sing a song. And I want to give you an opportunity to come forward. And talk to God if you need to. It's very important business tonight. The Lord wants your full attention. And I want to give you that opportunity to have a change of heart if you need to. You've heard the message. And the Holy Spirit has control tonight. I will step out of the way. I will let the Holy Spirit deal with your heart.
0: Thank you for listening to this podcast series. Check out Mission to Amish People online at www.mapministry.org or keep up to date with us on Facebook and Google+. Thank you again and have a blessed day.